Hi there, this is Julia Sotis on today's edition of A Totally Different Reality. Um, I Today my guest is Daria Hansen, and I'm so excited to have her on. We had a last minute, um, Leeson was supposed to be the guest today, and her and I completely mixed up the time, so it's like 2 o'clock in the morning um, in Europe where she is. And Daria, um, I've been meaning to ask Daria to be on for a couple of months, actually, and so I was like thinking that she was in... Florida and then she was home and she answered the phone and she could she could pop in today so I'm so excited to have her on the show I'm so grateful so um and today we're going to be talking about uh communion with earth so welcome Daria well thank you thank you for having me on the show I'm quite excited thrilled and bedazzled (laughs) (laughs) um so Communion with Earth is a really, really amazing topic. As soon as you said it, I was like, yes, we have to do that. And I looked at the trees outside and the leaves rustling in the wind. And and, um, I started thinking about the times that we spent together in Costa Rica and the rainforest and and, um, how, you know, both of us and really think of communion with Earth and being kind to the Earth and being happy and contributing to the earth I you know you were one of the first people that would pop into my mind so what is communion with earth to you well the thing is um, if you would have asked me even two days ago what it, it is to me I would have probably said I'm not quite sure and I would have probably not even wanted to look at it and in the last two days there has been such a huge change showing up in my world that I have a totally different way of looking uh, to Earth and its capacities now and what contribution we be to Earth and what contribution Earth is to us. So I can't quite com- um, define what communion with Earth is to me, but what I found out is we all have capacities with Earth that we are refusing to acknowledge. And I have been having that in my awareness for at least about six months now. In the, I have been having so much change going on in my body, and every time I would ask what it is, I kept on getting Earth. So I kept on contributing, but in a way that we kind of think, oh, I'll just contribute one, two, three, you know, that tool we use all the time. Let's contribute to the earth. Right. It never actually felt to me like I was actually being all of that contribution I could be. Right. But I also wasn't willing to acknowledge that I was able to be it. Right. Until recently. And what happened, um, my body started to have more and more breakouts and I kept on asking what it was and I couldn't quite get to it until this weekend in San Francisco when I heard um, well ADD ADHD so I was not supposed to go to San Francisco uh, write recovery class for um, in uh, last weekend and then I just could perceive this huge pool of energy that was so intense that I couldn't resist not, not I could not not to go. Right. So 
I got That's there. That's the only for thing the- about you is if you get the poll, you actually listen to it and go. Even if it doesn't make logic. And that's the thing. It didn't make any sense to anybody who I knew except for the person who was hosting Marilyn and Marilyn herself. But mm. I just jumped on the plane and I got there. And I was looking at that and I kept on asking questions. What is it that was actually pulling me so much to San Francisco? And a few days, um, the next day, my girl, another girlfriend texted me. She said, you know, there were 300 earthquakes in North California in the last 24 hours. And I looked at that and 300. How is that even possible? Is that like a thing that well, I'm unaware of? They, they were not major earthquakes, but they were earthquakes. So like they right. were under right. six. Anyway, so when I heard that, what popped into my awareness is like, hey, if we were not here in San Francisco right now with this class, what would San Francisco area look like? And you can tap into that energy now and you can perceive a, a different energy from what it is now. I'm like, oh, okay, so where are we contributing to this change here? And I got a yes. So I started looking at, and that was the first time when I actually perceived that we were contribution to the area, to the earth, to what was going on on earth. So then I was coming back home, and as we were landing in Kelowna, I started looking around and noticed that the terrain did not look the same. I've landed in Kelowna probably in the last four or five months, uh, uh, I don't know, 15 times, 20 times. I've been traveling so much. And I know exactly what the terrain looked like. And I looked, I literally asked the stewardess, I said, are we in the right place? (laughs) Because the terrain, instead of being flat and just one valley, it was, it changed and it got, it, it, it had like ups and downs. It, ha- it had hills. It felt like small mountains were raising out of underground. So weird and bizarre. And so I started noticing how we are connected to the earth in a totally different way that we have not per- been perceiving. And I was like, okay, well, how much of the contribution is my energy to all of this changing? And you know that you're light and heavy. I got a super light, interesting feeling to that, and I kept on asking more questions about this. And like I mentioned before, I have been having some body issues, and a friend of mine that day when I told her all the stories about San Francisco and terrain around me and the changes, she asked me a question. She's like, well, how much are you, are you encapsulating in somebody or something in the last while? And I was like, oh, I'm encapsulating a volcano or something. And it didn't make any sense again. (laughs) So never does. (laughs) Exactly. But when I realized that, and I realized what contribution I have been to the earth, my body relaxed. I have more sense of peace in my body than I had in the last month. Okay. It's so interesting how our body can try to scream at us and tell us to pay attention to our capacities that we don't want to have. 
So I've been refusing to look at the capacities that we have with Earth uh, because it felt like it's, it was all fairy tale. Somebody else can have it, but not me. Very fairy tale? Yeah, fairy tale. Yeah, like like Snow White, like, you know, dancing through the forest sort of thing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at your Facebook profile picture right now, and I'm like, uh-huh, she's not fairy tale. <laughs> <laughs> dancing so like, happily in the most incredible wheat field. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. my question to you is, well, and that's another thing, it's like, Every time I have, I'm now looking back after this whole last weekend realization of capacities with Earth, I started looking back at my life and seeing how Earth and nature have been in communion with me. If I ever asked for rain to hold off, it actually did. Yeah. <laughs> if I asked for sunshine when I was in Paris, I would, be, I would have sunshine. It's like yeah. I've had this natural capacity of communion and communication with earth and nature all my life, but I never paid attention to it. And my body really wanted me to get that I do have this capacity and we can use it to our advantage we, to create more. Yeah. So my question to you is how much do you perceive the contribution you be to the earth? You know, that's a really good question. I, um, it, for me, it goes in influxes. Like, sometimes I'll be, the other day, I have to, I have to tell this story on air because it really has changed so much in my world. The other day, I was, there has, lately, there has been so much intensity in my body. It feels, like it's like I'm being incinerated, like burned alive. Like I will wake up in the morning, and um, you know that feeling like when you don't really know where you are when you wake up. It's very similar to that. Like I I'll I won't know where I am, and then all of a sudden this huge wall of intensity just hit me. And like at first, like I would wake up in the morning and and cry because I didn't know what to do with it. Like I was resisting it so hard that it hurts, like my whole body hurts. And, and um, I would just start, I would just burst into tears every morning. And it was so hard to get out of bed. So there was just an agony laying in my bed with this level of intensity. And, and I, um, I had a list of questions that I ask every morning, kind of to put me on the track for my day, like in the question and stuff like that. And one of the questions that I ask every morning is, Earth, can you show me that you're grateful for me? Um, it's one that Dane asked in an ESC quite a while back, and it kind of just stuck with me, so I wrote it down on that list. And so I, I made a demand of myself recently to start listening to my body. Um, I kind of listen to it. I say I have a good relationship, but not probably a great relationship, and certainly not what it could be. So I made the demand to start listening to my body. And my body, when I woke up in the morning the other day, it said to me, um, you know, get up, go for a shower, and go for a mile walk just down the road. And my, I was, I've been hanging out at my parents' farm a lot. And um, so I go for a walk down the road, and the intensity in my body is so intense. Like, 
I I just feel like my body is really going to like burn up because I was in resistance to it. And I look up at the skies and it was like the big prairie sky with the wheat field underneath and it was just magical and beautiful. And I looked at it and it was like, you are this, like you are this vast, you are this great, you are this beautiful. And the it told me that like the intensity that's pumping through your body right now is potency and magic and the ability to change everything like there it, it's like in my body and so the earth like for me that's what communion with the earth is is like realizing like the, the potency that we have with the earth the earth like volcanoes and the earthquakes like I just felt like my body was having an earthquake so and so yeah like how much do we ask for a contribution from earth yeah. Do we ever ask it as a friend? Like, yeah. One of the well, questions that I love so much is, hey, universe, show me something beautiful today. Yeah. This is asking of the earth as well. And most of the time when I ask the question, something shows up that has to do with the earth. It has no judgment. It has no polarity. It just right. is. Right. Like in San Francisco, in the morning we were we went to get a coffee, and then all of a sudden I looked at my friend Laura and I went, "We need to go somewhere right now." And I perceived that we had to turn to the left. I'm like, you know what? Let's turn to the left. And we kept on driving, and then another left, and another left. And so we just kept on following the energy that was pulling us by going left, right, left, right, left, right. Then we got to this place where it's like, wow, what a beautiful place. It was like old trees but the earth felt as almost almost as if it was raped or dead right was this weird energy in this area and i went okay well can we contribute anything here well earth what do you require from us and we just stayed there and bead with that nature it was so interesting when we decided to go back there was this bambi who showed up Bambi? Bambi, yeah, like little deer. And he was so intense, there was no way we could not notice him. He wanted us to notice him. (laughs) So he kept on staring at us. It's like, no, you're not driving past me right now. And we stayed and we just kind of like beat with him. And I, I in my head kept on asking like questions like, what is it that you know that I don't know that I could know? Or what is it that I pretend to not know that I actually do know that you're trying to show me that I know? And also, it's like, what is it that made you come out and stop us? And what I got energetically is like that gratitude that they had for us for coming there in that area. It's like, wow, that is so interesting. And the longer we stayed there, the intensity that he was being started to dissipate into more gentleness, but he was still standing there and staring at us without moving anywhere. And then his um, a, a, um, a mature deer came out. I, and I suspect that it was his father. But it was so interesting how the nature went, hey, thank you so much for the contribution you were to us. And now can, what can we contribute to you? And it wasn't giving or taking. It was truly gifting and receiving of everything that whatever was available. 
There is no thinking involved. There is no significance involved. There is no form and structure. It was just being in the moment and truly enjoying it and gifting and receiving that energy between us and the earth and the animals. It was incredible. And it was so interesting that while we were there um, communicating energetically with this um, Bambi, he was not afraid of us at all. He just stayed there and did his thing until he heard another noise of a car. And that's when he got irritated and started moving and moving away. Right. So what was interesting is like we asked what contribution we can be to the planet that morning, and then we perceived that we had to go somewhere. Like what if we could actually act on those pools that show up in our lives that tell us, hey, you need to go here. Yeah. Can you come here? Yeah. We so often try to overthink things and do what's logical and linear, but what we actually are creating together with the earth and, and consciousness has nothing to do with linearity. It never shows up the way you expect it. No, it doesn't. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> Since I've been doing access, like the wild roundabout tours that I go on that are like just magic and make perfect sense to me based on what's light, the way that it looks from the outside. It's like I've been talking and potting myself a lot on, you know, what everybody around me must be thinking about these insane things that I'm doing and and you're follow like you follow your awareness to the umpteenth degree and it's just it's amazing like the courage that it takes to do something that well, doesn't make sense yeah and one thing it's following the energy doesn't always feel so-called right yeah it's like you, something will pop up as so light and expensive to do, but when you start looking from this reality, and like your, your show is called Totally Different Reality, yeah. and when you start looking at the lightness and expensiveness of certain things that show up linearly, they don't make any sense. They actually feel wrong a lot of times. But when, oh, yeah. you, choose it, <laughs> when you choose it, something beautiful shows up every single time. And something new shows up and new possibilities open up, new doors um, and new, new terrains emerge. It's like it's incredible what's on the other side, but taking that leap and trusting that consciousness got your back, that you, you have your back, that you know that you know is something we were never taught in this reality. We were taught to follow A, B, C. And yep. with what we're creating, there is no A, B, C. It goes A, Z, Y. It's never the way you think it would show up. But, and a lot of times you want to turn around and walk away from those expansive um, choices that you could make. Because we're looking for the stability. We're looking for the proof of that, that it will work out. We're so not used to going in the unknown. 
so not used to going into places that we are not familiar with. And very often when we are uncomfortable with something, it feels heavy. So one of my actual um, really favorite questions is that, um, when I get heaviness, it's like, is it heavy or is it uncomfortable? Oh, that's a great question. And if it's uncomfortable, please go and jump. Please go and leap. There's always something great on the other side. If we were doing what's comfortable for the, all our life, where would have we been? We would have probably still be crawling. <laughs> it was uncomfortable to learn to walk. It was uncomfortable to go and touch the flowers because we didn't know what was awaiting for us. It was yeah. uncomfortable to drink our first glass of wine. There were so many things that were uncomfortable, but we went and did it. But when you look at the small scale, like glass of wine or smell in the flowers, it seems okay to make that choice, regardless whether it's uncomfortable or not. But when you're making a choice about your job or about whether you want to fly somewhere or not or about a certain decisions that will involve so-called life matters, then that's when we actually stop ourselves from looking at what's actually uncomfortable and choosing beyond it. Right. And when I feel uncomfortable and not sure if I want to make that step, I'm actually very – it's funny because I didn't really recognize that. Um, as I'm just speaking right now, I recognize that I always go in the question, Earth, show me what actually is going to expand my choice here. Okay. Earth, show That's me what, what I can choose here. Earth, and very often, yeah, very often, actually recently when I was driving down the road, I was um, in asking all these different questions about my next choices, and I wasn't quite sure about this trip I'm preparing to take. And I was like, okay, Earth, show me what do I do, yes or no. I can't choose here. I'm not having clarity here. Please show me. Literally within three minutes, and you probably saw on my Facebook, I posted a picture of double rainbow. <laughs> there was a double rainbow in front of me, and it, and it was the most beautiful rainbow I've ever seen. Hey, and it, I, it wasn't I just... Find, I can't find the rainbow, but I just saw the baby deer. Ah, the baby deer, yes. <laughs> <laughs> So Earth was, yeah. Earth was willing to contribute to me that moment. So what if whenever you're in a moment of uncertainty, you could actually ask for your Earth to contribute to your choice being more clear? Wow. I remember when my granddad passed away and um, I knew for a long time that he wanted to leave. But my dad wouldn't let him go, and granddad was so much in pain that I actually was on the verge of telling my dad. I wasn't sure if I should have told my dad or not at that moment that he had to let my dad, granddad go and actually tell my granddad that it's okay to go for him. And so as I'm sitting in the car talking to my parents, and I'm so 
wanting to say that, but at the same time, I know how much it will hurt my dad. And I go, Earth, please show me. And I'm like, okay, if, if I say this to my dad, what will it create? And then this eagle comes down and literally crosses my path in front of my car <laughs> and leaves. And I went, okay, I guess I'll take it as a yes. And it was very like yes when that showed up. So I went, okay. So I said that to my dad. I was like, Dad, you understand that granddad is in a lot of pain and he's been wanting to go for a long time, but he will not go as long as you require him here. Do you? And he's like, and my, da- grand- my dad was probably so upset with my conversation with him about that. But actually, two days later, he told my granddad that, you know what? If you need to go, you have to go. It's okay. I can be on my own here. I will manage it. And a day later, my granddad passed away. A few days later, my dad called me and he said, you know what? I'm absolutely grateful to you for being willing to tell me that this is what my dad required to hear from me. He said, I hated you at that moment. I thought you were not grateful for your granddad. You didn't love us. You completely had your mind brainwashed, but you actually were right. And I went, okay. But it was such an interesting moment when it was when you don't know what to do, you can always ask for assistance. And there is this assistance that Earth is willing to give to you in all kinds of different ways. Mm. Only if you're willing to actually perceive it, that you will see it. It's always out there. But you have to be willing to perceive that, to receive it. So everything doesn't allow you to perceive, know, be, and receive the beauty the earth is and the contribution that is to you and the contribution you are to the earth will you destroy and uncreate it all. Oh, please, 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 yes. <sighs> right along, good, bad, poor, natural, boys and beyond. And it's interesting, like, for about, I've, in the last... 28 minutes, I brought up so many different examples of how Earth communicated with me and how I communicated with Earth and what contribution I have been to Earth and Earth has been to me. But there is always more. There is always, it's never the same. It never shows up the way you think it would. And staying in the question with it is the probably only way to be that contribution to each other. Right. So that's an interesting one. Um, how, for you, how do you remember to stand the question? Like, and when you catch yourself in a conclusion, like we all have our different tools, and what do you use to to stay in the question? What do I use to stay in the question? Well, we all tend to go in the conclusion, we were entrained to conclusion. We were entrained to the answer. And in fact, until last weekend, um, I was quite a conclusionist in the way that I always looked for points of connections between different pieces. 
So I would hear information here and hear information there and hear information over there. And I would try to connect all those points to create linearity, of, to create some kind of a reality rather than be, perceive the information, receive the information, and be in a question with it. So thinking or looking at how it has been for me with Earth, I guess it actually has been the only place where I can say that I haven't been concluding a lot. And the question that I've been always asking for is, what is it? Because with Earth, you don't know. You never know what's true. Like, um, if somebody tells you this is what's going on, the weather is going to be this, this, and this, I never believed it. Right. Yeah, it was never true for me. It was like, well, that's an interesting point of view that it's going to be winning today. I wonder what is possible. Or I would see the rain, rain coming, and it's like, oh, I wonder what's possible here. And I just naturally went into the question with Earth. It, was like, it would be like, okay, I land in Paris, and it's gloomy and gray. Well, I'm only here for a day. I wonder if Earth can contribute to me. Like, I would wonder if it could be sunny. And then half an hour later, all the clouds dissipate, and it's sunny outside. But I, oh, you know what? What contributes to that is actually lack of investment in the outcome. Because with yeah. Earth, you know that you can't expect anything. There is right. no expectation. There is no way you can do a right thing to change something. All you can do or be is curiosity. Like a kid, I wonder if it can be sunny today. I wonder if it can be warm today. I wonder if it's going to snow today. I wonder if the wind can stop. It's like you just can wonder. There is no way you can do something to stop the weather from changing the way it wants to change. But you can be asking for it. While everywhere else in this reality, we try to go into this doing, I'm going to do something to change it. I'm going to do something to uh, make sure the result that I would like to get is going to show up. So uh, to you answer to your question, what questions do I ask with her, I don't know if I if there is a right question. It's just what's coming up in that moment for you. Right. It's a certain level of presence. It's a it's a there yeah, it is a level of presence with everything around you. Right. Yeah, I um it it's interesting. So Sorry, go ahead. Everywhere we bought into the investment of the out into the outcome everywhere we made the result we'd like to get significant oh, can we just try them create it all please yeah right one get back up one I just pointed the out so that wow cool what was your question oh I was just going to say like I've recently I've um, I think I've talked about this in the last few shows, um, but lately, like, I've been really looking at presence, like, just the power of 
present because, you know, most of my life I've, you know, tried to get it right and do things properly and do things perfectly and, and be a good daughter and be a good girlfriend and be a good friend. And, and um, it's like now lately that has not been working. Like it just has not been working. Like <laughs> when I do that, everything just seems to fall to pieces. And so it's like, what am I not looking at here? And the thing that comes up is presence. Like you, there, you can't, at a certain point, if you're choosing change, you can't keep judging to make sure that you are the proper this or the proper that. You have to actually be there instead, not like have some sort of automatic response system of, you know, I have to take out the garbage or do this. It's like, okay, no, what is required right now? And what is going on in this person's world? right now so like we go into these places with people and things that are this reality and the judgment of like i want to be a great friend and i want to be a great daughter and i want to be a great partner and i want to like we we go into this positive judgment of what we'd like to be but when we're there in the nature do we ever go into i want to be the perfect contribution to this or i want to be the perfect me to this to nature, to this forest, to this grass, to this tree, or do right. we just stand next to the tree and be? Right. When you hug that tree, do you think of even judging yourself? No. Or looking for the perfection? No, you just be. When you no. go and walk into the water, do you go and look for a? a perfect and most beautiful way to walk in the water and the right way to start swimming, or do you just play with the water? <laughs> so you what, play. You play. And when you lie down on the grass, do you find a perfect place to lie down to the grass so that the grass feels good and you feel good? Or do you just choose a piece that, of the grass that looks good to, to you? It's like, oh, I'll sit here. You don't go until, like, is this the correct place for me? <laughs> <laughs> Measure your much, like, Yeah, and I wonder, what does it take for us to be that with each other? Just be who you are without worrying of how it's going to affect another person. Right. And what if you actually naturally be exactly what is required by that person? Yeah, and so much of the, oh my goodness, I'm not doing it correctly, is just coming out of the other person's head like it's a loudspeaker. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Like as though um, when I go into to judgment or how should I do this or should I do this right it's like does it belong to me or does it belong to someone else you know like the the, the judgment yeah well earth doesn't have judgment so you don't even go in there yeah exactly that's why it seems so much easier with earth but you know if if you're willing to really be present with people too then it can be magical so everything doesn't allow us to be an aggressive presence with everything and everyone. 
can we destroy and then create it all? Yeah. Right, I want to get that book bought on that choice, boys and beyonds. Oh, that brings up a lot for me. It brings up a lot. So what is it? Like, those are the questions that I would always ask. What is it? What do I do with it? Can I change it? If so, how do I change it? So in this moment, like, okay, I asked to have a greater aggressive presence with everything and everyone, and it got heavy to me, for me. So I would go in the question, okay, what is it? What do I do with it? Can I change it? If so, how do I change it? And I get that I can change it. It's right. And as I repeat these questions, what's coming up for me more and more is that where have we decided that we are not aggressively present with each other? Hmm. Everything that is turned to God doing was destroyed and created it all. Yeah. Right, monkey, back, book, bottom, mattress, poison, what if we're actually not acknowledging how much we ag- aggressively present we already are with everything and everybody? Right. It's amazing. Like, when, 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 when you do something, you kind of already are it. Yeah. So everywhere we bought that we have to become aggressive presence rather than acknowledge that we already be and ask for more of it to show up, can we destroy and create it all? Yeah. Oh, right, wrong, get back, put a mattress, boys. And that's a piece that, like, Laura started at the beginning of the show. What if we were to acknowledge where we already are so we can be that and more? Because if you don't acknowledge what you already are, you judge yourself for not being something that you'd like to be while trying to be that. Right. And if you judge, how much of that can show up? <laughs> it's if you so judge, funny. you can't receive. You are so psychic. What? I said you are so psyched, Aria. I'm so what? Psychic. I think. Yeah, can you hear me right now? Uh, you're breaking up a little bit. Oh, okay. Must be my connection. So, what uh, what are you that you have not acknowledged that you are? That if you actually acknowledge that you be it, would change all realities and manifest as totally different reality. Oh. Everything that is tends to get doing, let's just run and create it all. Yeah. <sighs> right, one, get back, for part of that, just boys and me, and that brings up actually an interesting question. What reality are you, what reality are we that we have been refusing to be that if we would be, it would change everything? Everything that is tends to get doing, let's just run and create it all. Yeah. Right, one, give up a part of my choice, boys and beyond. Wow. It's a biggie. That is a biggie one. What reality mm-hmm. are we that we have been refusing to be that if we would be, it would change everything? Everything yeah. that is trying to get silly and let's destroy and create it all. Yeah. It's funny. Right, I was, thinking about, this. I was yeah. thinking about this in certain terms the other day. And I was thinking, like, the example that popped into my head was, like, 
if I have been asking, say, the, the thing that came into my head was a Range Rover car. Like, say I've been asking for a Range Rover over and over and over, and it, it showed up. Like, I was gifted a Range Rover, and it was sitting parked in my garage. And I kept, and I didn't realize that I had it, and I kept saying, what would it take for a Range Rover to show up? What would it take? And I, like, wouldn't go out and drive the Range Rover that I already had. It just popped into my head, and I'm like, oh my gosh, how many places in my life am I doing that? <laughs> how many thematic terms I got, Julian? Let's just join that credit all. <laughs> yes. Right, want to get back to what I'm actually supposing around. So it's like, yeah, it's like with communion with earth. We think we don't have it. We keep on asking for it. What would it take to have communion with, with earth? What does it look like to have a communion with earth? Well, what if it never looks the way it should, like the way we think it would? What if we already have it? Acknowledging what you already are and acknowledging what you already have is a beautiful start to everything. Yeah. Everything that brings up times of gasoline, let's destroy and create it all. Yep. Right around give up of what I'm boys and beyond. So it's interesting that with Range Rover, the way you put it, like well, you already have it in, in the garage. You're just not using it. Yeah. So what capacities do you have with creation that you're not acknowledging, that if you actually acknowledged it, of them, would gift you everything you desire? Wow. Everything that is stands together and will be destroyed and created all. Yes. Right, we we'll get back to our natural sports and beyond. Whew. If we can Whew. shift energy in the nature and shift rain to sunshine and sunshine to rain and contribute to the earth with so much ease just by being us and going, hey, what can I contribute here? Like, what would take for this to change? What is in our way of having as much ease with actualizing and creating the life we desire? You kind of fried my brain on that one. Well, what I, how I perceive it is that a judgment that we, are, that we have to be something, that we are not something, and the investment in the outcome. Yeah, totally. Like with nature, we are just grateful for what it is. And whether it changes or not, we'll still be grateful for it. And we'll still keep on asking questions. And maybe later it will change. But with physical reality, we go, oh, it didn't show up right away, so it probably will not show up. Then we stop asking questions. We stop being the question. Yeah. So what if you never, ever stopped asking questions? What if you always ask questions and ask for more to show up just like you'd be with the earth? And everything that doesn't allow that, can we just start and create it all? Yes. Wow. I just realized that I was not willing to be that with everything around me, not to the same extent as I have been with Earth. I know. 
it's amazing. Like because time doesn't amazing. exist. Time Pardon? is a construct. Like, what if time is a construct? Right. So, so if you ask, it's me, not real. In the right amount of time, it's because time is a construct. Yeah. So with nature, we actually be that. We don't look at the energy, at the time. It's like, okay, well, what would it take for sunshine to show up? We don't say what it would take for sunshine to show up in five minutes. Exactly. But with the Range Rover, we're like, okay, it's been a month. How come I don't have a Range Rover yet? <laughs> so, so what if we were willing to just be in the question with the energy of what we're creating continuously, even if it's like two minutes before that, I don't know, that arrangement that you have created? It's like so many times we get to the classes and we think, oh, we have like, so many people show up. And then some people show up extra. Some people don't show up. It's like there is never certainty with anything. What if no. we could just be in expectation of what does show up without having the judgment what doesn't show up? Yep. And Everything not brought up. Time to get the win. Let's destroy and create it all. Yes. Right. And I'm not sure if I'm being clear on this call. I'm kind of, I feel like I'm, I've, been, I've been all over the place, but I, I have been having fun. I was looking at different possibilities. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I love it. I really try to, I encourage the show to have no form, no structure, or significance. So I think it's beautiful. Cool. Yeah. Do you have Do you have a question or yeah, um, where do we go from here? Well, um, I actually have like six questions in my head I wanted to ask you because I just look at your perspective and the magic that you are every day, and the thing that strikes me the most about you, like for me as a friend, you've been one of the dearest friends. I've ever had in my life and the thing that strikes me about you is like is and I know Dane has said this to you a thousand times but your intrinsic kindness like the level of kindness that you are is unbelievable like there I've never met anybody in my life that has that level of kindness you never expect anything in return like and I, I just want to say that um that's the earth Thank too. You. Yeah, Thank like you. you know, you have the same energy that the earth has, and and you you're know, like you acknowledging it, and and it just exponentializes as you acknowledge that that what you are. Thank you so much, Julia, and oh, wow, you just I have tears in my eyes. Thank you. So you just reminded me yeah. um, back in February in the like, ESB class in Vancouver, um, and I want I want us to again do this exercise that Dane actually asked us to do in ESB. He asked us to ask the you the Earth to show to us the energy that we be. And so let's put our feet on the ground and close our eyes and. Expand 
expand as big as you can be right now and bigger and root down into the earth and ask earth to show you the energy that you be. Ask earth to show you what's beautiful about me. And perceive that energy. Wow. This exercise is so, so quick and so short and so sweet. And I love doing it to remind me to keep on going. It's like whenever I feel at the lowest, I go and I do this exercise because the earth shows me what it likes about me, what contribution I be to the earth, and that keeps me going. And that was the first time when I actually perceived that energy you talked about, the kindness. Julia, are there? I think we lost Julia. Huh. Wonder where is anybody else on the line? Yeah, hi. Dave Miller is still here. Hello. At Hi. least I'm not the only one. So you you lost Julia? We lost Julia. Oh. How are you? Yeah, well, I'm good. I'm Has, do you have any questions? Has this conversation been helpful to you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm just uh, I've been enjoying the space since the uh, the SOP in August, and, and expanding that and that and what you guys are talking about today. Cool. Did you do this exercise with rooting down into the earth and asking the earth to to show you what you be, the energy you be? Yeah, I I love that asking the earth. That's uh, I haven't been hadn't been doing that a lot, you know. I mean, I do ask occasionally what I can contribute. So, but I haven't really asked the Earth to show me, you know. What I found for me when I do that, it it helps me to perceive the beauty that space I be, so that I, especially when I try to go in a judgment on me. And we all have those days where we try to go to judge ourselves. (laughs) Natural place to go to. What do we take to have a natural place to now go to the judgment of us and always perceiving the space and the possibilities? Yes. Do you have any questions that you would like to ask of me? No, not, not offhand. Daria, I'm here. Yay! <laughs> I got dropped off. The intensity of kindness 
took me away. <laughs> that is hilarious. So, sorry, I assume you continued on. Where are you guys at? Well, we, were, we did this exercise with asking the earth to show us the contribution energy we be. Yeah. And I was saying that was the first time when I actually perceived the energy of kindness that you talked about. And I stopped resisting it. I actually wow. acknowledged it and asked for more to show up. And I recognized, you know, a lot of times when we try to change something or want to change something, we look for what we think would change things. <laughs> so right. seeing a lot, a, a lot of intensity around me, when people change things, they go and they bring up this lots of energy and they go really intense and they deliver that energy to shift whatever is not working. But whenever I would do one, two, threes, I would not perceive that intensity. And I kept on thinking that I was wrong. But that exercise showed me that there is an intensity in kindness. And it never, like I, again, I repeat myself, it never shows up the way you think it would. So whenever I contribute my energy to something changing, I actually perceive more of the energy of dissolving rather than right. intensity delivered at something and exploded. Okay, that's a really cool way of putting it. Um, I was also, I had one question to ask you. Um, oh, could you just clarify for listeners what a one, two, three is? So one, two, three is this tool that we use in Access Consciousness. I always forget that we are on a beginner call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're never on a beginner call. We take you right to advance. Exactly, right? <laughs> So one, two, three is a tool that we use to change energy of present and past and whatever the present and past creates in the future. And what we do, we expand as big as we can be because as a being, you are not as small as your body. You actually are everywhere. If you close your eyes, you can perceive that if I ask you, where are you? It's kind of like uh, everywhere, Right? So when we expand and ask for the energy that is required to change whatever we're looking at changing that doesn't work for us, we bring that energy in, and then on one, two, three, we release that energy at whatever that we are changing. And so like I was saying, I always try to deliver the energy at that object or at that moment in my life if it was uh, or that limitation that I had, but what actually works for me is just intensify the energy that I be and let that energy per- penetrate that limitation or that situation and dissolve all that heaviness and all its solidity and all that doesn't make it uh, expensive. <laughs> Right. Does that make it more clear? That that makes a lot of sense. I mean, to me it does. Does, If anybody on the line has any questions about it, please feel free to ask. Yeah, it must be clear. Cool. So um, if we could, like, for example, is there anything in your life or in your body right now that doesn't feel 
light. It kind of have a weird energy around it or heaviness. Yeah, for me it's just um, a little bit of the resistance to it's so much better now and I have so much more ease and it actually feels like this power thrumming through my entire body, but I've resisted parts of it and that is where it gets intense. So that resistance, what are you resisting? My potency. So what have you decided about your potency? Mm. What I get is that it will change everything in my life. Okay. Well, would you like to do an exercise with me? Pardon me? Would you like to do an exercise with me? Please, yes. I'm open. Cool. So take that resistance that you have and everything that you glumped with that resistance, creating that resistance. Cool. Now, can you put it in the capsule in front of you? And now, can you shake it energetically as fast as you can? Oh, wow. Faster? 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 And you can do it with pain in your body, with anything that's going on for others on the line. Faster, 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 faster. So fast that everything that you put in that capsule, including the capsule, actually starts dissolving. Wow. I let out a big burp. (laughs) How does this feel now? So different. Wow. And that's like, and it's like, whoa, so different. Cool. It's like having water. You put water on the stove and you boil it, and then if you boil it low enough, it evaporates. Huh. So it's the same thing with molecules of whatever that is. It's like limitation, the molecules of resistance, the molecules of pain. Put it in front of you, look at it, acknowledge it, and then go intensify what it is. And that's why I say, like, shake it really fast because that's, like, that's how I see the intensifying in this particular situation. Okay, yeah. For, for you, it can look slightly different, but play with this person and see what it would be like for you to even make it greater. And like wow. even talking about this right now and having my limitation in front of me, it's like, whoa, it dissipates. It's, it's totally, it's, it's, like I feel like so much, it's like this space and the potency feels, it doesn't feel, it's like more of an awareness of it than this feeling locked into my body. Yeah, cool. That's incredible. Oh, it's 6.01 already. <laughs> How that went by fast. That did <laughs> go by fast. <laughs> well, I guess that brings us to the end of our hour. Gosh, thanks for coming on today. Thank you for playing with me. That was fun. That was my first show. Yeah, thank you. That's, thank you, guys. That's amazing. Yeah, thank you for thank being you. on here. Um, 
that was that was really really cool. Wow, I was. It's so funny because like you said, like we have these ideas of how things are supposed to go, and Lisa and I had different times, and I've been meaning to ask you to be on the show, and then all of a sudden it didn't work out, and then you're like, you you know, put put things aside and and did this for me, so and for all of us, so I'm really grateful. Thank you. I was so I'm so grateful for being here on the call with you on on the line and playing with you. It's been fun. Yeah, this has been awesome. I I'm, I want to have you on again, and I want the show to be um, entitled "Kindness with Daria" because <laughs> I think that we need I, we need you talking about that as much as possible because we all have so much awareness to gain from you. Thank you so much. I'll be happy to be on your show again and talk about kindness. This time I'll prepare, so I'll have something to talk about. Oh, God, you don't need any preparation, though. I'm glad that, like, this was so cool how impromptu it was because we just, we went and we just did it. Stories about it. We did it. That's amazing. Awesome. Alrighty, well, thank, thank you. you everyone for for joining in and calling in and for all of those listening in the future um, to Daria's Magic. So um, next week we will be having Lisa on <laughs> and we're going to be talking about automatic response systems and mixed committal obligations and do a big clearing session. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, so that will be next week. And I believe it will be at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. But just check around Facebook and take a look. Make sure that's what it is. Um, and I'm going to start using the date and time converters because um, that was the awareness I got today. <laughs> so make sure that we all get on the same page. So awesome. Thank you so much, Daria. Thank you. I love you, you. Thank you. <laughs> love you too. Thank Bye. you. Bye, everybody.